Hey, welcome to our Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and uh, we are uh, continuing our chronological walk uh, through the Bible. We are going to be in Isaiah chapter 40 to 45 today, uh, Isaiah 40 to 45. Um, this is uh, kind of a the we're transitioning to a, to a new phase in the life of Israel. Um, they've experienced the exile, been taken, many of them have already been uh, taken into Babylon. Jerusalem has been destroyed. Now we're in that in-between time. This is probably about 20 years after uh, they were taken into exile and, and that, that kind of that time frame. And now it's beginning to look uh, at uh, Isaiah. Uh, the, these chapters here are actually very hopeful because it's looking towards uh, Israel's return to Jerusalem. So the people who are in exile eventually will be returning. Uh, it's going to still take a while. Persia is going to um, overthrow Babylon. Um, so there's still a lot that's going to, ha- to happen historically, um, but God is beginning to prepare the people for going back to Jerusalem. So uh, these chapters in Isaiah are very different. Um, many of the chapters that we've been reading have been kind of a downer, right? They've just been t- talking about how bad the people have been, how they haven't paid attention, how they haven't listened, and there's going to the re- the result is going to be that they are going to be conquered and taken away from the land. These chapters are now kind of looking. Now God is going to restore you, right? You have you have now paid the price. Um, for turning your back on God, for following other gods, um, but God is still faithful, and He is return will return you to Jerusalem. So, chapter forty, Isaiah chapter forty, um, is is just a, a very comforting chapter. It starts off says, "Comfort, yes, comfort my people," says your Lord. Speak comfort to Jerusalem, cry out to her uh, that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every nation, mountain and hill brought low. The crooked path shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And so just an encouraging word. Okay, you've been through it all, but now God is going to prepare a way for you to uh, come back. Um, it's interesting, just real quickly, some people will question whether this is the same Isaiah that was uh, prophesying in, in the early part of Isaiah. Some people think there's there's two different uh, people, at least, that could be considered Isaiah. I, you know, that, that stuff is... Uh, is interesting and you can, can look at that. Um, you know, some say that this may be a, a protege of Isaiah, um, who has taken Isaiah's mantle, right? And kind of now he is, uh, uh, proclaiming and, and, uh, following what God is saying. <sighs> Either way, I believe this is the word of God. Uh, we can debate all of that stuff, but I believe this is uh, inspired by God. Um, and Isaiah is continuing to prophesy to the people. And, and hey, good for Isaiah. He gets to move from prophesying doom and destruction to, to hope and uh, re- re- repentance and restoration. 
So, so we, but we do, it is definitely a different, um, atmosphere and a different attitude, um, demeanor in these passages for sure. Um, I, I love this passage, uh, verse six says the voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass and all is loveliness, uh, is like the flower of the field. The grass wither, the flower fades because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers, the flower fade, but the word of God stands forever, right? So is, is that important balance? Uh, we are nothing. We are like grass that fades and withers, and we are created in the image of God, and God loves us, and he cares for us, right? But we have to have to understand there is a huge gap between us and God, and it's when we get into trouble, when we start rearranging that order or or closing that gap that that we start going our own way we need to recognize who god is and that he is all powerful um and he chooses to love us and to be in a relationship with us um verse 21 says have you not known have you not heard has it not been told to you from the beginning have you not understood from the foundations of the earth it is he who sits in the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out uh stretch out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in he brings the princes to nothing he makes the judges of the earth useless <laughs> again recognizing you better recognize who God is. And then uh, verse 27 says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, I, I, I love that. That's a very familiar passage of mounting up with uh, wings like eagles. But again, understanding the context that this is given, and the people are still in exile, right? This message is is not when they feel like they're soaring above. Um, this is a message whenever they are, are at their lowest um, and, and God is reminding them that he will pick them up. But they also need to do their part. They need to recognize who he is. They need to recognize that uh, he is the one true God. Um, that is that is how we are able uh, to soar with wings as eagles to to walk and not be weary um, is by recognizing who God is and our relationship uh, with Him. Chapter forty one, uh, Israel uh, is kind of assured of God's help. You said it starts off because keep silence before me, O coastlands, and let the people renew their strength. Let them come near. Let them speak. Let us come near together for judgment. So, so again, acknowledging the judgment, but then allowing God to renew your strength. Um, verse eight, but you, Israel, are my servant, uh, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from the farthest regions and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not. 
for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I, I just I just love those those verses. Again, fear not. Do not be dismayed. I will uphold you with my right hand. No, my righteous right hand, which is I will uphold you with a hand that does what is right, that that calls you to do what is right. Uh, verse th- 13, for I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Again, fear not is, is something that is seen throughout Scripture. Um, you know, it is easy for us to be overcome with fear. We see the results of that all around us. Um, that is why we have to trust in God and, and, and understand, um, the, the gap between us and Him and how much greater He is than us. Our only fear should be of Him, um, not in anything else. Um, I love this. This talks a lot about these. Uh, many of these chapters talk a lot about the futility of idols because that was the 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 ultimate deal breaker. Um, it wasn't just the immorality of the people; it was the fact that they were worshiping other gods, that they were uh, following idols. Um, starting in uh, verse twenty-two, let them bring forth and show us what will happen. Let them show the former things what they were, that we may consider them and know the latter end of them, or declare to us things to come. Show the things that are to come hereafter, that we may know that you are gods. Yes, do evil, do good or do evil, that we may be dismayed and see it together. So it's basically taunting, saying, okay, let's see. See if these idols, uh, see what they do. Or do they do good or do they do evil? Um, And, of course, that's kind of said in a mocking way. Uh, Chapter 42 Uh, It says, Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out nor raise his voice nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for the truth. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands shall wait for his laws. You know, some will say this is Jesus. There's a there's a there is a connection um, there, but but I, I think that this could be referring to an an earthly uh, leader who will do this that hasn't come yet. Um, there's different different interpretations, but uh, but again, I think uh, the main point is this is where God is moving um, that He's He's moving the people towards uh, towards this that He has has not abandoned them. Um, it does. Uh, it also throughout this reminds Israel of their disobedience. How important that is for them, and and it's important for us to always recognize where we have fallen short and where we have been disobedient. Verse twenty one says, "The Lord is well pleased for His righteousness' sake; He will exalt the law and make it honorable." But this is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes and they are hidden in prison houses. They are for prey and no one delivers for plunder and no one says restore. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will listen and hear from time to come? Who gave Jacob for plunder and Israel to the robbers? Was it not the Lord? He against whom I, he against whom we have sinned. 
for they would not walk in his ways, nor were they obedient to his law. Therefore he has poured on him the fury of his anger and the strength of his battle. He has set him on fire all around, yet he did not know, and it burned him, yet he did not take it to heart. Um, it's a, this reminder uh, of how the people didn't, didn't pay attention. They, they did not turn their hearts to the, to the Lord. But then it, that flows right into chapter 43. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, he formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So God brought the fire, but then he will walk with the people through the fire. Um, Just a neat illustration uh, there. Um, uh, at the end of chapter 43 is kind of that, uh, just the continuing to, for the people to remember where they have fallen short and pleading with them not to continue. Right. I said, it says, I, I, even I, he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. Your first, your first father sinned and your mediators have transgressed against me. Therefore, I will profane the princes of this sanctuary. I will give Jacob to the curse as Israel to reproaches. Right? So that is what had happened. That's, that's why they're in Babylon right now. And, but, but now the tide is beginning to turn where God will be returning them back to Jerusalem. Um, chapter 44 um, and 45 talk a lot about just God being the one true God. It just kind of reemphasizes. Um, this is why I, I, it is disturbing how, how much we debate even within Christian circles uh, about the validity and uh, of other religions and, and things like that that clearly are not worshiping the God of Scripture. And I know we struggle with that and that there are lots of good people who uh, believe and follow in these other religions. Um, It is it's hard for me to justify that there's any other one true God whenever you read things like this in in Scripture. Uh, Verse six of chapter 44, thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, uh, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. And who who can proclaim as I do? Then let him declare it and set it in order for me. Since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show these to them. Do not fear nor be afraid. Have I not told you from that time and declared it? You are my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. Those who make an image, all of them are useless, and their precious things shall not profit. They are their own witnesses. They neither see nor know that they may be ashamed. Who would form a God or mold an image that profits him nothing? Surely all this com- his companions would be ashamed, and the workmen, they are mere men. Let them all be gathered together. Let them stand up, yet they shall fear. They shall be ashamed together. 
uh, verse 18, they do not know or understand for he has shut their eyes so that they cannot see their heart so that they cannot understand. And no one considers in his heart, nor is their knowledge nor understanding to say, I have burned half of it in the fire. Yes, I have also baked bread on its coals. I have roasted meat and eaten it in a shell. I make the rest of it an abomination. Shall I fall down before the block of wood? He feeds on ashes. A deceived heart has turned him aside and he cannot deliver his soul nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand. Again, this is mocking the uh, the idols and the how people are deceived and they think that they can uh, offer sacrifices to these other idols and that it will will bring about uh, benefit to them, but they are all a lie. Um, says uh, this Judah talking about how Judah will be restored uh, verse 24 thus says the Lord your Redeemer and he who has formed you from the womb I am the Lord who makes all things who stretches out the heavens all alone who spreads abroad the earth by myself who frustrates the signs of the babblers and drives diviners mad who turns wise men backwards and makes their knowledge foolishness who confirms the word of his servant and performs the counsel of his messengers who, who say says to Jerusalem Jerusalem, you shall be inhabited to the cities of Judah. You shall be built and I will raise her up, uh, raise up her waste places who says to the deep be dry and I will dry up your rivers who says of Cyrus. He is my shepherd and he shall perform all my pleasure saying to Jerusalem, you shall be built and to the temple. Your foundation is laid. Um, then uh, chapter 45 um, it talks about how Persia, King Cyrus, is going to be used to punish uh, Babylon. Uh, verse 22 says, look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by myself the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. He shall say, surely in the Lord, I have righteousness and strength to him. Men shall come and shall not and all shall be ashamed who are incensed against him. And the Lord, all the descendants of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. Um, you know, these are encouraging uh, words, but yet there is that reminder of who God is, that we we have to choose to follow him, um, that we we do not follow other gods and uh, we live in a society right now we, you know we think that like rome and we look back at the ancient times with the greek gods and uh you know all of the uh roman pagan rituals and things like that and and how they were fine with people worshiping multiple gods and in fact it was encouraged that was the one thing they didn't like about jews and about christians so that they worshiped one true god well we're in that place right now. Um, there's not as many people sacrificing bulls and following that type of pagan uh, rituals, um, but, but the ideology uh, is the same. Um, many people, in fact, I would say most people, just consider all most all religions valid and, and equally true. Um, but yet I believe the word of God. That's that's. Th I'm I'm sticking with it, and it says there is only one true God, and that is who I will believe in, and that is who will inform my worldview. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Uh, read Isaiah chapter 46 through 51. 46 through 51. All right, see you on Tuesday.